Birmingham by himself, speaking out against racism. History can never be made by one man. We must smash this one quickly. History is made only by the masses of the people. This is clear. Even a cursory glance at the fallacious, fallacious presentation of history by the American capitalist system will demonstrate just this. Take George Washington as bad as he is. Put him in the middle of Valley Forge by himself, surrounded by the British. He can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Take Martin Luther King as righteous as he is, put him in the middle of Birmingham by himself, speaking out against racism, he will be lynched. But you take this same King, you take this same Washington, put them in Valley Forge, put them in Alabama, surround them with thousands of people who have the same ideas they do, willing to make those ideas reality, and the situation changes drastically. Okay, I'm finding it harder and harder to bite my tongue, bide my time, and just ignore these such blatantly solvable and avoidable problems. For example, today I met one of the couriers of a newspaper called Spare Change, which unbeknownst to my, me at the time is the first so-called quote street quote newspaper or street news similar to as hip-hop breakdancing b-boy b-girl that um, you know b-breaker that uh, was called street dancing Let's break it down even further. Body language came from the streets, right? Someone saw it out there and came home and said, Mom, look, what it, why did this guy do this on the bus home from school today? But he, here at Farm to Table, we're here to challenge that. Not in some greedy or personal, dignified way, because just Truly, nobody listens to this podcast, you know, it's just New Zealand, Sweden, Japan, Hanoi, love you guys. Um, como que Barcelona, que pata, uh, Huelva, uh, Madrid, como que uh, over to Belgium, they, they, yeah, they don't listen to me over there, definitely not. Uh, the UK, Ireland, what up, IRA? That's what this man was today. He was Irish. And that's... Perhaps what attracted me was the passion. He, he stands there at the same corner all day and just yells out, Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, young lady. Excuse me, young sir. Would you like to buy a newspaper? All day he's saying this. And the passion is infectious. Oftentimes, we pass by these people on the side of the road and, and think, oh, well, you know, that's never going to be me. Like, you know, I need to just put my window up and act like they don't exist. But need I remind you, you are but 
one second away from becoming homeless, for you do not own your property if something, some entity greater than can seize it from you. Do you? Is it real estate in that sense? I want to give a quick shout out to the boys or the father and son team over at Why Do We Say That? Where they explain or let's say explore or ask the question, I'll say. I, again, I'm not trying to be pompous, but this is the advanced course and that is um, rudimentary. Helpful nonetheless. For that is the spark that led to Farm to Table News. Understanding that the manipulation and the distortion of time, the way things happen, how they happened, has all the meaning, all the difference in the world. For example, light bulb. Thomas Edison, first guy that pops into your head. But the learned do know that he was a mere greedy worker at the patent office who often stole others' ideas. Perhaps that is more important than the name of the man himself. The collaboration that he illegally used. But you wouldn't know that if you weren't told, if you didn't ask that question. Why do, why do we say mind our P's and Q's? Why do we say why do we say uh, the tip of my tongue or, yeah? Because I'll tell you what, language is the mark of an intelligent creature, a ubiquitous and antiquated species. And where does intelligence come from? What if it wasn't something that we had we built upon or or, or, or built for but built of built on nonetheless nevertheless everthelesss vebaleus de 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 pharma da da farm to table does it ourselves because I don't trust you I don't trust Google man if you take a look at Obama right oh we all love Obama right that is the that first black president how great and incredible we all heard about my love for Obama last episode but who knows who Shirley Chisholm is perhaps the first african-american female to be elected as the presidential candidate deserves a bit more attention than it's granted. Perhaps you and I need to take a little bit of a leap of faith and realize, oh wait, I can actually do it myself and these things aren't exactly as they said they were. When I was a kid, there were nine planets. When you understand the depth that politics has in learning and culture, you understand that in politics, you can change two plus two. For example, 
Was the Earth not flat before Galileo Galilei? Figaro. Before he declared and died, was sacrificed for his discoveries? Was everyone not right before then? That's kind of the difference that they try to explain at those universities. Don't, don't even get me started. The difference between science and pseudoscience is, you know, it's kind of vague, and I don't know if they're really... No, they're, 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 there's a pretty big and distinguishable difference. And that is how... I knew that's not where I belonged. That's where the lies are. That's where the status quo is kept. But as I looked down at my hand, I noticed my five fingers, and I'm fortunate enough to have all of five of them. And the middle one is the longest. What are you gonna use that middle finger for? Are you sticking it up at the world? Is that what you're thinking of? Because I'm thinking of reaching out. I'm going forward. I'm trying to connect. You get me. And once you connect and do the work yourself, you realize, okay, there's a much deeper story than anyone ever could have thought. The power of words is really what it is because the average, you know, person, normie, no, no diss, no diss, just saying, you know, goes on their iPhone, goes to their Google app, which has a complete history of their entire uh, culmination of exploration, right? And they look for, oh, this can't be right. Let me Google it. And what do they see? No, of course it's not right. Google's not gonna, for example, uh, chemtrails, contrails, a conspiracy that the government is like blowing or dropping aluminium on unsuspecting citizens. That's crazy, right? Google that right now. Chemtrails, contrails, it's all Snopes debunked. And then pause and delete those words and try this. Stratospheric aerosol injections perhaps even Google might show some yield worthy results for once if I go to my trusty dusty pre-search which does not track and store the information you seek or enter into it Because Google's just trying to gatekeep. The first page you see at Google, you know, how many results in how many seconds, you know, six billion, and it's insurmountable. You can only go as far as you'll go. You can only scroll and click as much as you'll scroll and, cl as scroll and click. It is only when you try to disprove yourself and think, no way, or seriously, that you understand farm to table and the message that I bring 
which can always be found in the show notes, farmtotable.news. That is H-T-T semicolon forward slash backslash backslash farmtotable.news. Because I know some idiot somewhere is going to be like, I thought I couldn't find it. Just kidding. That idiot is me. That's why I said that. <laughs> so these, these, these guys, these father and son over it. Why do we say that? It's a, it's, it's a great question. It's a question everyone, everyone should wonder. Words like words. How do words come to be? Why do I? Why do I say wiener or, or penis? Like. And and there's such a thing as the penile code. Is there any like similarity there? No, there couldn't be. They don't. They don't. You know what I mean? There's no. There's no connection at all. Or could there be the slightest, perhaps? But which one came first? Then that seeks. You know, begs the question. It is not until you look for yourself and understand that even the sturdiest of knowledge that you rest on, say. Donald Trump is bad or Joe Biden is too old to be in office or all of these things perhaps you need to look at yourself take a look at yourself and think what have I done to figure anything out a friend said to me the other day if they dropped me in the middle of the 1950s I wouldn't know what to do and I thought about that and I it scared me because in a second just as the internet came it will be taken away it will be it is being moderated monetized let's not forget where it was born the deep dark depths of the Pentagon and the CIA intelligence groups But let's get to it. If the average man goes to Google, or let's say this, you're a regular guy and your friend is talking about all these crazy conspiracies, right? And you don't believe them, so you go to look for yourself. You go to Google, right? So let's go to Google. And what did my crazy friend say? He said that if voting changed anything, it would be illegal. Wow. So many, my goodness. Mark Twain, which of course, let's remember, is a pseudonym or an exclamation of the divergence of a riverbed. Ah, Mark Twain! They would, that would be belted as, you know, passers-by, passed by. Emma Goldman, I, wow, she's saying it too. Good for her. But when you do the look, the work yourself, and you don't just look at quote websites, you look at, what's the speech, what's the context? You might be just, a little surprised. It was September 24th, 
1974, a time when my father and his brother were living in Massachusetts, north of Boston. And my uncle, William, Billy, was the courier for the Lowell Sun, or the newspaper. And on this Sunday, the medical doctor, Robert S. Borden, wrote a letter to the editor. Again, this is, what, 74, so 50 years ago? But, you know, that seems like that's just the thing that people would say. Haha. <laughs> Voice of the people. Voting is dishonest and fraudulent. Groton, Massachusetts. Perhaps the people are grasping reality in spite of indoctrination, which have been subjected to them via schools, media, governments, and others who wish to maintain status quo, i.e. the few controlling and living and benefiting at the expense of the many, the rest of us. This country was founded on the principle of individual rights to life, liberty, and property, which are inherent in the nature of man and woman and them, and human for that matter. Yet today, damn near every law, regulation, tax, is a clear violation of the right of the individual in favor of the group, slash society, slash government, slash the collective. Is not forced busing the result of forced schooling? Isn't this a violation of individual rights? If the government derives its powers from the governed, how can it be, quote, legal, end quote, for the government to do things that are, quote, illegal, end quote, for the individual? Consider gambling. Will the state start selling drugs to raise needed revenue? Why not? Some states sell or control and tax alcohol. It's for the good of the people, right? Oh, how silly it is, the amount of marijuana dispensaries that now inhabit Cambridge, side note, anyways. Has it ever dawned on the voters, the do-gooders of society who take the burden of traveling to the ballot box, that the altitudes and the climates, the temperance of the 70 million projected non-voters may be consistent with the reality that the concept of voting and electing representatives is basically dishonest and fraudulent. If voting could change anything, it would be made illegal. Bow! There is no way any politician can legally represent anyone because he was elected on a secret ballot by a small percentage of voters. He then claims to represent the people who voted against him, and even those who wisely chose not to participate in such a criminal activity. Oh, what's that you say? Those stay-at-home voters, uh, or stay-at-homers forfeit their right to uh, complain about the way the country's run, they're governed? 
let me enlighten you. We are saying we don't want any part of your system where coercion in the form of taxation, taking my property under the guise of protecting it, and war, killing people, is the only reason for your existence. If you vote or you're in the majority, you violate the rights of the minority or the vice versa. If you vote and are in the majority, you violate the rights of the minority or vice versa. The implication is, quote, might makes right, end quote. If you vote, you are implicitly agreeing to play the coercion game and must accept the results. If a person doesn't vote or otherwise participate in the aggression of government, they are on the very sound, consistent, moral grounds as they attempt to live in peace and liberty. Which are you for? Individual freedom? Or the tyranny of dictator, the majority, or so-called lawa, L-A-W-A, law, law? I think it's time that we make it explicitly clear where we stand. We cannot be part slave and part free at the same time. It's amazing how many humans will accept almost anything and even adjust to living in chains if told to do so. By its very nature, politics is so corrupt. Let us not be begilded into going along with the establishment. Let us show them that we're aware and we demand our freedom not by voting or otherwise sanctioning aggression. The coercive society can only exist with the sanction of us, its victims. If we want liberty and peace, we must not attempt to shun responsibility by voting while politicians plunder us. That's a little more serious than if voting changed anything, it would be a wiggle like you see on a bumper sticker, huh? That kind of touched you a little bit. That kind of made your skin tighten a little more, didn't it? Well, that's what Farm to Table does. I'm going to see you soon. Peace and love.